Hello, and welcome to the Reselling Report podcast for today, Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. I'm your host, Ann Eckhart, and every weekday I upload the Reselling Report to update you on the day's retail and e-commerce news, including the latest from eBay, Amazon, Etsy, and Poshmark. Whether you're listening on YouTube or your favorite podcast site, make sure you're subscribed. And now let's get on with today's show. Well, happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well, working your reselling business. Here in Iowa, it is so hot and humid, and it has been that way, it seems like, for weeks. Um, So yeah, I am staying inside in the air conditioning. The only uh, thing I'm doing with my reselling business right now is every day on eBay, I end 25 items, and then I relist them using sell similar to give my store a boost. And that does seem to help. When I do that, I seem to generate sales. So that's what I'm doing over here. A little retail news before we get into the reselling sites themselves. Uh, Target has joined Walmart in staying closed for Thanksgiving this year. Uh, This is a story that's on all kinds of sites. I am just uh, reading from CNBC.com. It says two of the biggest retailers in the U.S. are closing their doors on Thanksgiving this year, sidestepping a recent tradition of keeping the lights on for customers to bargain hunt after their turkey dinners. Target said Monday it will close up for Turkey Day following Walmart's announcement of the same plans last week. Instead, Target is encouraging shoppers to start their holiday shopping even earlier in October. Let's face it, historically, deal hunting and holiday shopping can mean crowded events, and this isn't a year for crowds, the retailer said in a blog post on its website, promising savings across its stores and online earlier than ever. It also said it will be making more than 20,000 items, including fresh and frozen food, available for curbside pickup and delivery ahead of the holidays using its shipped platform. In the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, most agree this holiday season is going to look a lot different than in past years. There's heightened fear around a second wave of COVID-19 cases spiking during the traditional flu season and as temperatures drop. Retailers, in turn, are having to adjust their plans to both meet customers' expectations and be mindful of their employees' safeties. Adding to the uncertainty, Amazon has delayed its annual Prime Day shopping event, which is normally in July, to, quote, later than usual this year, but it has not yet set a firm date. The delayed timing of Amazon's Prime Day will likely put additional pressure on retailers to start their deals even earlier in a bid to compete. Dick's Sporting Goods also announced Monday that its stores will be closed on Turkey Day this year, including its Golf Galaxy and Field and Streaming locations. Target opened for the first time on Thanksgiving Day in 2011. So I think this is a good trend. I think a lot of people are feeling like we really need to be open on Thanksgiving. (laughs) You know, basically Christmas Day was pretty much the only day left that every store would be shut. But it, you know, holiday shopping is going to look a lot different here. This holidays are going to look a lot different this year. I mean, this virus is still going on. We will not be having a family Thanksgiving. We will not be having a family Christmas. We will not be doing any of the things that we would normally do during the holidays with other people because it's just not going to be safe. So I don't know. It's almost like a pass for us in terms of holiday shopping this year. But um, I think those who do holiday shop will definitely be doing so online, which is good for those of us who sell online because we will definitely have more customers than ever this holiday season. 
Turning now to the reselling sites themselves, we will start with eBay today. There is a post over on the eBay community forums with an active thread in it that I wanted to address. It's their weekly chat segment. And someone posted a question, a question regarding the announcement today on the restructure of the free listings as of August 1st. Will eBay allow sellers to downgrade their store subscription without penalty? For example, I have a premium store. With the changes coming to the store listing allotments, I would be fine with a basic store. So will I have a grace period here in which we can downgrade our stores without penalty? So this is a very good question because in the past, when there have been changes to eBay's uh, store structures and fees, they have allowed a grace period. I've taken advantage of that myself. I at one point had an anchor store and I wasn't really wanting to be that, you know, high of a level. I didn't have that much inventory and I had wanted to go back down and there was some promotion where they allowed us to go down without penalty. Now, if I was to downgrade my premium store, which I just renewed to a basic store, it would cost me almost $200 in a penalty fee. But um, eBay did uh, go ahead and reply to this uh, comment by saying, there has been no announcement about a grace period to cancel or downgrade. Generally, this would only be offered if the terms and condition of the store subscription has been changed. We'll be sure to pass along your feedback for consideration and can recommend you keep an eye on our announcement board for any changes that may come in the future. So you can let me know, are you wanting to downgrade? your eBay store subscription in light of the new listings that we have all been given, definitely let me know. If they did do a promotion, I probably would go down because I don't see listing much here in the um, foreseeable future, but I still have over 300 listings and I am relisting stuff every day that I end. So I'm still utilizing my listings, but it would be nice to have a break um, on my store subscription for sure. Sticking with eBay, also on their eBay for Business Facebook page, there are some new posts. They have uh, linked their seller help payment section. So if you have questions about managed payments, that is all located in one area. So you can click their link and then log into your account to see that. They updated their latest seller stories for their 25th anniversary. Uh, It says this week they present the story of a seller who grew from eBay student to educator and thriving entrepreneur. Read how well-known community celebrity eBetsy influences and helps sellers around the world. And then I didn't mention that they had a Sunday quote. So just to let you know, Sunday inspiration quote is, success isn't about how much money you make. It's about the difference you make in people's lives. And that is from Michelle Obama. And it is in a cute little square that you can screenshot and put on social media if you want to. But that's the latest over on the eBay for Business Facebook page. In Amazon news, there's an interesting article over on the heraldtribune.com titled, Amazon competes with its resellers. So for those of you who sell on Amazon via FBA or Merchant Fulfilled, this may be of interest to you. The article reads, as many people lost their jobs, some turned to Amazon, eBay, and other internet sales platforms to become a vendor or third-party reseller to try to make some extra money. For many years, I've heard stories about Amazon competing with its third-party sellers and decided to look into this practice and report the findings. And this is from Dennis Zink um, from the Herald Tribune. Uh, So I posted the questions 
on Google, why does Amazon compete against resellers? Here is what I found. The comments are enlightening. Yes, Amazon is indeed the 700-pound gorilla in the room. Amazon has many divisions. I decided to focus on the division where Amazon provides the fulfillment product delivery to the buyer. Here's the information on the popular Amazon FBA. Fulfillment by Amazon. Amazon has one of the most advanced fulfillment networks in the world. With Amazon FBA, you store your products in Amazon's fulfillment center, and Amazon picks, packs, ships, and provides customer service for these products. According to an anonymous reseller, Amazon's take is as much of a third of the profit. And if your pro products are selling extremely well, Amazon may become your biggest competitor. This doesn't sound fair, does it? <laughs> there have been many books published about to succeed with Amazon as a partner, associate, or reseller. I found an interesting string and thought the comments made by individuals working with Amazon were enlightening. Many folks openly shared their experience, frustrations, and disappointments. Here are some of their comments. I hope you'll find them as interesting as I did. I was told for many months that Amazon does not buy merchandise from manufacturers and sells it for its own profit, that its business model was not to own property, but to allow its affiliate sellers to manage the property, whether shipping by the seller or seller fulfilling the merchandise at Amazon locations. I'm disappointed to find out that Amazon is in fact competing with me. Amazon is buying from the same manufacturer source that I am and is selling it ahead of me. I figured that Amazon would do this without telling me because after all, we're all in it for the mighty buck and business relationships, especially formed online, are easily broken. I'm really disappointed and will take down my merchandise inventory list and as soon as my FBA Amazons are sold off, I'm closing my account. I don't need this. Another person said, most sellers, including myself, compete with Amazon. It's not usually fair competition since it's their marketplace, but you can be successful as Amazon does not have unlimited access to everything. They do not know every product. They cannot afford to buy everything. As a result, uh, there are gaps primarily due to Amazon selling out and being unable to restock the items. And there may be some items that Amazon has not yet discovered or has not purchased that you can sell for a while. Also be aware that Amazon has more customers than any sales channel. If you choose to give up on it, you are really only hurting yourself. So this article does go on a bit more. It will be linked in the show notes, but I just thought that was interesting because I, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise that Amazon sells their own products because when you go onto the site, it will say sold by Amazon, or it will say sold by the person who they're doing the FBA fulfillment for or who's merchant fulfilled. So I, I'm surprised that somebody finds this surprising. And I think any seller who feels that it's shocking and wants to quit is very new. But you can let me know. Did you not know that Amazon uh, sourced and sold products themselves? And to be honest with you, I rarely will buy from a third-party seller on Amazon because I know how resellers are and that people pick up things at the thrift store and at garage sales and send them into Amazon. And when I'm buying a new um, beauty item or an electronic, I want it to be brand new from the manufacturer. So um, I'm very suspect on things that are sold on Amazon by third-party sellers, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, especially if it's an electronic or personal item. But you can let me know your thoughts. If you are interested in Poshmark, there will be a new interview today at 4 p.m. Eastern, and it is on the Business Insider website. You do need to uh, sign up for that. It's on their Starting Up segment, and it's featuring Poshmark uh, co-founder and Senior Vice President of New Markets, Tracy Sun. Uh, it says, don't miss Poshmark co-founder Tracy Sun live on the next Starting Up. 
Tracy joins host Charlie Herman to talk about how Shelp launched Poshmark and grew into one of the most innovative brands today. Um, Sun is the co-founder and senior vice president of New Markets at Poshmark and spent the last 15 years between New York City and Silicon Valley at the intersection of fashion and technology. Prior to Poshmark, she was a senior vice president I'm sorry, Vice President of Merchandising at Brooklyn Industries, a New York City-based fashion retailer. She's been highlighted as a top female tech founder by USA Today and TechCrunch, a woman making waves in tech by Refinery21, a retail game changer by Marie Claire, and is a member of the BOF 500, (laughs) the Definitive Professional Index of People Shaping the $2.4 trillion fashion industry. So again, that is happening today. I'll be linked in the show notes if you want to go over Um, register for that and give that a listen. Are bots taking over the world of e-commerce? We talked yesterday about the controversy of sharing services on Poshmark that utilize bots. Now there's a new story today over on the footwarenews.com site and actually on a lot of other sites. This is just the one I'm referencing uh, that is titled Bot Swarm Telfar's latest shopping bag restock, and the designer and his fans aren't happy. Article reads, when fans excitedly logged on to try to scoop up one of Telfar Clemens' highly coveted shopping bags during today's restock, they noticed the style sold out more quickly than normal. Soon, the tweets were coming fast and furious, with the hype reaching sneaker drop levels. Many people were upset that they couldn't score the bags, and soon the designer took to Instagram stories with a striking statement. Telfar is for the people, not bots. Store on ice while we root them off. The It Bag, also known as the Bushwick Birkin, retails between $150 and $257 and has become a powerful success story that's a rarity in the fashion world. First embraced by a group of cool kids, mostly people of color and queer people, the Telfar's fan base grew rapidly in a short time. There was nothing like it in the category before and the customer didn't exist. So I decided to make the shopping bag that everyone carries, but put my name on it. The black designer told FN in January at PDUOMO. It's too trendy for me. (laughs) All these names and sites. Now everyone wants to carry Telfar's bag as evidenced by today's outcry over the restock. Um, While Telfar's star has been rising in the past few years, he has been at the center of the fashion conversation for weeks after it surfaced that Gaft canceled its collaboration with the designer after major attention around racial injustice. And around the same time, the retailer revealed a new partnership with Condé West. The um, issue with the bots is that the items are being snatched up and resold. So if you dig into this story further on other sites, they're talking about these bots going in, snatching up all of these hot items and already starting to resell them on other sites. So this is something that happens with any major drop. Obviously, people get in line at um, Supreme every day to get the new releases and then resell them. But now where you're starting to hear of bots going in and buying up hot items to resell. Now, this is, I'm I'm old and hit, unhip at this point in my life, so I've never heard of this gentleman or these items, but I guess it's a hot item, and I suppose we shall now see um, these items popping up over on the reselling sites. And in one more bit of news today, more and more retailers are now mandating masks when shoppers come to their store in an effort to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. However, 
A lot of people wonder what will happen to those who refuse to wear masks. Well, according to an article on CNN Business, Walmart and others will still serve customers who refuse to wear masks despite new rules. The article reads, Walmart and other major retailers made headlines last week with a new requirement for customers to wear masks in its U.S. stores. But the new rules only go so far. Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walgreens, CVS, and others say they still won't prohibit customers who refuse to wear a mask from shopping in stores. The issue, they say, is they want to avoid confrontations between angry customers and employees. Retailers and their employees are finding themselves playing the uncomfortable role of mask police. The increase in coronavirus cases is prompting concern over how to protect both customers and workers in crowded stores from affecting each other. There is no federal mandate to wear a mask, and many state and local governments have not required wearing them. This has forced retailers to navigate a patchwork system and left them in the position of having to create their own policies. Many retailers feel they have to act since some governors haven't, says Melissa Murdoch, spokesperson for the Retail Industry Leaders Association, which represents companies such as Walmart, Target, Walgreens, and others. The group wrote to the National Governors Association on July 6, saying that public offices should issue uniform mask mandates across all 50 states and labor advocates and retailers agree that store employees should not be the ones enforcing mask wearing, but it's not clear who will fill the void. Critics say that makes the new wave of retailers' mask requirements toothless. Either security or management needs to tell people that they must wear a face mask in order to be served. It's no different than wearing shoes or a shirt, said Stuart Applebaum, president of the Retail Wholesale and Department Store Union. If companies are not requiring uh, customers to wear a mask within their store, then they should never have a, gro- a requirement. And they have had a public relations stunt. Af- anti-maskers have sparked violent incidents at stores, restaurants, and other businesses over requirements to wear them, and companies want to avoid such incidents. Walmart has said that they would station employees it calls health ambassadors at the entrance of stores to remind shoppers about mask compliance as they enter. But a short training video for the health ambassadors makes clear that there are limits to the job. If a customer refuses to wear a mask, health ambassadors are instructed to let the customer into the store and notify management so they can determine the next step. In talking points for Walmart ambassadors and management, a member of management is instructed to ask the customer if they would like a complimentary mask. If the customer refuses, let them continue to shop, the talking points say. The video tells ambassadors never to engage when a customer physically, um, with a customer physically or try to block their entrance into the store. So uh, this article does go on. It will, of course, be linked in the show notes. But there are going to be people who, no matter what, refuse to wear a mask. Now, I think the vast majority of people, when they see put on a mask, they do. But, of course, there will still be people. What I think is that the managers, the highest up-ranking person at each store, they need to be the one at the front of the store, not put a frontline employee who has to deal with that. Um, a frontline employee trying to get somebody to wear a mask, okay, they won't, they let them in, and then call the manager while the person is walking around, and then the manager goes to engage them. Why don't you just do that at the front? But you can let me know in places where there are mask mandates, is everyone complying? Um, have you seen any incidents of people getting upset? I haven't here. Most people do comply if there's a sign at the front of the store that says you need to wear a mask. Um, but yeah, I try not to go out much. So I go into the store, get out and get back home where it's safe from the Rona. But you can let me know what your experiences have been. And that's a wrap on today's show. If you listened on YouTube, please be sure to give the video a thumbs up and leave a comment. 
Remember that you can listen to the podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and more. Check out the show notes for links to the articles I referenced. And if you want to learn how to make money on eBay and YouTube the way I do, check out my books over on Amazon. My Amazon store is also linked. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.